Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Activate, an online learning platform for women of faith in business who need additional support and accountability. We host monthly workshops, masterclasses, tutorials, and everything you need to increase your impact, scale your business, and strengthen your brand messaging. If you're interested in signing up, go to blackgirlswithpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate and you'll receive your first two weeks for free. I can't wait to see you inside the Activate community. Jessica Ayers is a content strategist with an expertise in digital storytelling. With nearly a decade of proven experience in strategic communications and journalism, she confidently applies her creative storytelling techniques to craft personalized strategies that help her clients to achieve their marketing goals. Jessica believes every business owner deserves someone who is committed to communicating their brand's vision so that they can focus on what matters most, delivering quality products and services to their customers. Jessica understands that every brand has a story, and she has a powerful story. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Jess. She has been on our Instagram Live. We have done a lot of uh, a lot of collaborations, and she's just an amazing person. So I'm so excited to introduce you to her. You'll hear us mention this in the episode, but she is also one of our teachers in the Activate community. She's teaching how to tell your brand story. So if you're a business owner who feels like you have really great products and services like her bio talks about, but you're just not able to communicate the message behind those products and services, definitely check her out. Definitely sign up for our Activate community. And I will make sure that you guys have all the links to stay connected with her. Uh, So make sure you look at the show notes when you finish listening to everything. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to Jessica. I'm excited too. People have heard about you all the time because I talk about you on the podcast. You've been on our Instagram, done Instagram <laughs> lives together. You're part of our Activate community. And so this should not be a surprise that you are a podcast guest, but it's always cool when I'm able to, to have people who are my friends on the podcast. And, you know, I always share with people how you and I met through Instagram on Instagram live. And yes. <laughs> that, that there, then, then you were like, oh my gosh, you live in Dallas. I live in Dallas. And we got connected that way. <laughs> and at this point, you've been to my house, you know, we've had meals and, and conversations and crying sessions together. And so I'm just so glad to have you on here today. Thank you. I'm excited. So I shared your professional bio, right? Because everybody has their professional Mm -hmm. bio with our listeners before we got on here. But I always like to have our guests share a little bit about themselves, something that people wouldn't read in their bio. Mm, That's so funny. It reminds me of like when you're in elementary school and you're introducing yourself like the first day of class and I remember like the question was always like tell us an interesting fact about yourself and I would be like I don't know anything interesting but the one thing that my go-to line was like well a little known fact about Jessica 
was that I was born in Okinawa, Japan. And people were like, what? You know, you're Japanese. And I'm like, no, I'm not Japanese. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my dad was in the military and we actually, I was born there and lived, we lived there for two years before we came back to the States. But I don't remember anything about it. Don't ask me any questions about any of that. But there's pictures, there's proof. So I did live there. <laughs> but um, who is Jessica? That has been like a an ever-evolving question for me. I feel like depending on what season of life I'm in um, right now, I would say that I am a, a mother. I am um, a writer. I am um, a storyteller. I am um, a believer. Um, those are that's the core of I feel like where I'm at right now in this stage in life. It hasn't always been like that. Um, in college, you just that definitely would not have been how I would describe myself. Um, but I think I'm a little kinder to myself these days. Uh, um, but yeah, that's that's who I am. I think at the heart of anything that I do. Um, just a passionate person. I like to give my all to every single thing that I, I do. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm colorful. I'm bright. I'd like to, you know, you, you see me, I'm always wearing some big bright lipstick on my lips. Uh, I love big hair. You know, I love thrifting and having like cool outfits, stuff like that. So I just, I think I'm a colorful creative that loves telling stories and loves to just create so yeah that's me yes you are definitely a colorful creative and you always have bomb hairstyles and you always have a bomb hair wrap <laughs> on and I think I think when we did our Instagram live I was like I love this outfit and you said oh yeah it's casual chic or something and I was like hey girl wh yeah. I, whatever it's called is cute and um, I just, I love, I love that about you. I love that whenever I see you, it's like, okay, what's she going to be wearing? Cause it's, it, it just, it fits you. It fits your personality. I feel like your style commands attention. And, um, so I think that, but I, I really feel like God has used that, right. Cause it's not just about your style, but he's like, Hey, I need people to, to pay attention when she walks in a room. So I'm going to use this style, this, this head wrap, this red lipstick. Yeah. And then when they get to know her, they're like, dang, she's bomb. She's really, really cool. So that's one of the things that yeah. I love about you. Yeah. You know, that's sure. funny. I, I think that it's crazy because growing up, I mean, if you meet me and I, I'm talking to you, you would never assume that like I have any introverted spirit in me at all. But I, I truly am. I think I'm the, the real definition of an introverted extrovert. And I feel like that's like the the fun thing to say these days. It's like the trendy thing. I'm an introverted extrovert. But like I legit, I have anxiety, high anxiety when I go like into spaces where I don't know people or whatever. But there's also been this really like kind of oxymoronic thing where like I also really love bright things and so people you know normally people that like bright colors and you know uh I'm 5'10 so I'm like kind of hard to hide in a room you don't think that people like that are not seeking attention and so it's funny because as much as I want to wanted to blend in I felt like God gave me the spirit of always standing out in some way whether that's my height or what I have on or my lipstick or those kinds of things. So it's funny that what I'm drawn to are things that make you stand out, but I really 
like if I don't have to talk to anybody in a room I don't you know what I mean like I don't know it's a it's a weird space that I feel like I've just now kind of stepped into and been more comfortable with but it hasn't always been that way which is interesting you know, even when you were talking, the scripture that came to my mind was the scripture that says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. And, you know, I think about how mm. a lot of times we as entrepreneurs, sometimes we as women, sometimes as we as women of faith, women in business, we often get called into rooms where we feel like we're not qualified to be there or we feel like we don't have the expertise and God will use those unique things to place us there and he'll do it so he, we get the, so that he gets the glory. Not, not so we can get the glory, but so that he can get the glory. So I would love for you to share yeah. just a, a an experience that really kind of set you on this whole storytelling journey where you felt like, okay, God, I don't know why I'm in this room, but this feels like it's where I need to be. Mm. Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I've ever felt like why I'm in this room. I think I've always known the why. I think um, the bigger thing is like being comfortable that I'm in there, you know, like I recognize what I can bring to the table, but somehow I still always felt like this intruder, you know, like he's like, I've said this before you, I, it's clear that I brought you to this place. So a good example of that is my, um, I used to work, um, for Concord church and, um, I was brought on as their digital media coordinator. Uh, so I was running all their social media and like digital media, like content um, from deciding what's gone there, those kinds of things. And it's something that I had been praying about for months and months and months and just how the interview was set up, how I even came across the job, all of these things was such a divine moment. Um, but I was terrified when they called me and were like, you can come interview. And I'm like, what? You know, I did all this work, prepared myself. I worked like with my, I was taking some classes at um, community college and I work with my, I was happened to be taking personal branding uh, over that summer when I found the job. And so I worked with my professor to put this amazing resume together. And we talked to all the, like we did an interview prep, all these things, but I was still like, this ain't for me. You know, this can't be. It was like, I wanted it so bad. And I felt like, you know, this is, this is, this was the direction that I felt like God was setting my life. My whole life, I love telling stories. Like, I was the child that at every holiday had written a 10 page story that wanted to stand up and read it for the whole, every, you know, everybody sit down in the living room. I'm going to either, you know, act something out or I'm going to read this poem that I wrote, or here's a story that I wrote, like everybody read it and tell me your thoughts, you know, that kind of thing. So I've just been drawn to the idea of how stories can captivate people and how it can connect you with people. And so as I got older, um, I tried to find ways to do that, that I could make money doing that. And one of the ways that God brought to me was, you know, the social media was the ability to be able to share people's stories, to tell stories through social media. And so um, I was like, I'm going to be a social media manager. Like I can create the content and help develop those stories and tell like these brands and company stories. And then I had just, when I, when the job came about, I was just like kind of, I won't say new to my faith, you know, I, I was baptized when I was eight, but really when I got serious about following God and, you know, um, really truly understanding what that meant. So I was in the 
the throes of the beginning of that. So I was on fire for Lord. And then I'm like, I can work out of church and do what I love. Like what better combination than that? And so, like I said, when I, when that came about, I was like, this is it. Like, this is my, this is my dream job. And so when they called me, I was excited, but I was also like, you know, I'd, I'd never been in a position like that before. This would be, it would be the first step into what I call now, like my career. And so I was like, you know, I feel like they're going to get in there and ask me questions and I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but you know, and everybody's like, it's fine. You know, you know that God led you here, but it was a lot of praying and a lot of talking to God leading up to that because I felt like I wasn't enough. And that's something that I have to go to therapy about and pray to the Lord about, uh, about that feeling. Um, but when, once I was in there and I met with, you know, the people that were interviewing, my what was going to be my boss and then my, uh, the project manager. And they were two of the most kind people ever. And they were completely opposite of what I had dreamed up in my mind. Like they're going to be, you know, stern and looking at me like, I'm, you know, like who was this fake person wasting our time, but it was the complete opposite. It was the most chill interview they're like hey we're going to go grab some coffee you want to grab coffee I'm like ah uh, sure and you know and sometimes when as women we're like um when you're interviewing for position and there's a woman involved like this interviewing you there's sometimes it can be a who's this you know like it, 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 I don't know it can kind of be um competitive or catty at times like you know they're looking at you like who are you and why you know who are you to take my spot kind of thing but she was just she was so kind like just overwhelmingly like hi and just you know super like we connected she's still one of my best friends today um but yeah it just god gave me such peace when i was in there but leading up to it i was terrified um but it ended up working out i ended up getting a position and it has catapulted me into where i am today so i i'm grateful for that and i'm grateful for god giving me uh, the peace in the midst of all of that because I almost was like mm -mm, this ain't it because I, I, I'm not enough so I love that you shared that and I find that most people quote unquote fall into their purpose right and of, of course we know as believers mm -hmm. that it's never a happenstance but it feels like that I mean I I think about even my mom who is a vice president for Six Flags, vice president of communications for Six Flags. She started out in radio and television. And the only reason why she ended up working at Six Flags was because she got fired from a job at Channel 11. And literally the same day yeah. she got fired, she got hired to work for Six Flags as, and it was just going to be on the park level. It was just going to be at Six Flags over Texas. She was, they, they needed a PR manager. She had never done PR before. She's like, okay. And they hired wow. her. And now these years later, she's, I mean, she's literally worked for them all it's 20 years this year and so you know she didn't set out on a path of I'm wow. gonna do public relations I'm gonna do communication she wanted to be and she'll tell you herself she wanted to be the next Katie Couric but God was like okay I used that I used that to get you started but that's not where you're gonna finish and I think it's really important for us to understand how God works when it comes to that because sometimes when things aren't the way that we expected or we're not in the positions that we thought we would be in we start to question ourselves or question God and say okay God is this really my purpose this isn't what I thought I would be doing and I know that that was the same thing for me you know I, I wanted to write for Essence magazine from the age of six all the way up until 
one semester before I was graduating college, literally one <laughs> semester before, like first went to Mizzou to get a journalism degree one semester before God completely removed the desire from my heart. And I was like, wait, I, I, what are you, wow. what's happening? And, you know, to pursue something for 16 years and then it's just gone just like that. Yeah. But, but he will also use that to humble you and show you one, that he's the one who's in control, but then two, to amaze you. Because when you do find yourself in these rooms that you didn't expect to be in, you're like, God, I didn't even know I was interested in this, or I didn't even know I was good at this. And I'm actually pretty yeah. good at this. Like, thank you. This is really yeah. cool. I love this. And so <laughs> it's just really cool to hear your story and how you said, like, like you said, even when we prepare, right. And scripture even says a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Even when we prepare, when it happens, we're like, okay, so you want me <laughs> is what you're saying. And you're like, Absolutely. You're the person we hired. Yeah. You're the person we want to work with. It's you. That's good. I like the idea of, and it's funny because I, you know, that was then, that was what, five years ago now when I first started there or when I started my career path, had no idea that social media management was what I wanted to do. But here now, I am at a place where like, I despise social media, like not despise it in that way. Like I still use it for the, my career path, but like to be managing and scheduling posts and all that kind of stuff, like it got as elevated my vision for what I want. Like, again, like you said, that was a stepping stone. And it's so funny, my boss, um, who is again, one of my close, really close friends now, he said that you duped us in that interview. He was like, I mean, literally like six months into the job, they promoted me to communications, um, communications coordinator, I believe was the title. Um, so it was kind of like a step above that to where I wasn't necessarily in the nuts and bolts of it. They were like, you didn't even like social media management. You just like tricked us to get us. Like I didn't, I, in my heart of hearts, I knew that being a social media manager was what I was going to do for the rest of my life and die doing and, and, or retire doing, um, but yeah, it's funny. I love that because it is, and what I think I've learned the most and what I, I love and I would love for people to just recognize and be more okay with, like, we are not the same people as our, how our parents grew up or our grandparents grew up where they had the same job, you know, like they pride themselves and I had this one job and I worked it for 50 years and I retired and I got all these, you know, whatever. And like, I'm one and done. And it's, now it's more acceptable, but I still feel like it's not as prevalent as it should be, or just more as accepted as it should be that you're not meant to just be one thing your whole life. That's not what God has called you to do. Like you evolve, you, you know, your, your taste, your desires change. God, like you said, will remove certain things where it's like, this is not even something I'm passionate about anymore. And then we, sometimes we do ourselves a disservice when we look at it as, like a failure or, you know, I didn't commit to this or I, you know, I, I quit before I got, you know, I should have stuck with, and it's like, no, really we're being obedient to what God is calling or driving us to in our hearts. And if we pay attention and we're asking him to guide us, you, you got to trust that, you know, he might turn and hook a left or send you back another way or create a whole new path altogether. And so I love and, I, and that's what I want to instill in like my son and just anybody that I come in contact with, but be okay with the evolution of who you are. Like, you know, you might do this thing for a few years or a few months and then it's like, okay, whatever's 
next or you get another idea and that leads to something else and there's another opportunity and that leads to something else and and it's it's the find beauty in the evolution and in the changing and the in the in the reshaping and the all of that as instead of like comparing yourself to what your parents are telling you, you should do and not everybody's parents are like that you know some people are like you know follow your heart but I didn't grow up like that you know my mom definitely didn't shun me from my creativity because she's very much like me um but my family and the people that influenced me growing up were like you need to find a steady job and even in college I felt like I was always so envious of the people um that went to college and knew like straight out of high school that I'm gonna be a doctor and it's like they go to school, they're a doctor, like, I have so many friends in my timeline now that have been, you know, in their careers for years now, like, 10, 15 years, and I'm still over here, like, if I'm looking at myself from the, the old lens, it'd be like, I still don't know what I want to do with my life, and it's like, it's okay, like, that's not what you were called to be, like, that's great, and that's their journey, and that's their path, but everybody's path is not like that, especially with creatives. I think, you know, there's this, I don't know, it's a misconception that you have the skill and this is a skill you do forever, but that skill can land you in places and spaces uh, and evolve just based on where God has you. So. Girl, you just said so much just now. That was so (laughs) good. And I know that that was for somebody. I know that that was hopeful even for me. And I know that, you know, because we're called black girls of purpose, and I know God was intentional in giving us that name, but sometimes I, I, I feel like people under, need to understand that they think that they're chasing purpose, but really it's, it's an assignment, right? It's because our purpose, mm-hmm. and I, I was just sharing this on another podcast episode, our purpose is to know God and to make him known. Our assignment is the yeah. way through which we do that. And so we're in yeah. a season and, and I love that you even said, you know, we're not in the same generation as our parents and our grandparents. I feel like God has shipped he shifts us quicker because he's trying to have his gospel go forth in more spaces. And so if we're only in one space for 20 years, mm-hmm. if we share the gospel with everybody at work, okay, after year five, <laughs> you know, now everybody know him. And now, okay, so do I just continue staying here? We just, you know, but he's like, okay, I need my, my word to be on the move. And, and even when I think about everything that's been happening with COVID-19 and, you know, the, the past few weeks, past couple months, I'm like, the gospel is reaching people that it would not normally reach because yes. people who would not go into a church are down to watch a Facebook live stream or a yeah. Instagram live or, or, you know, Mike Todd's church does Instagram live prayers every day at noon. Like people are open to it because they like, Hey, I'm not doing anything else or Hey, I've tried everything else and that didn't work. And so when you think about that same concept I'm, and, and you and I were talking offline about the pillar of cloud that God used to guide the Israelites he's like he was there for a moment and then he's gone he, he could be there for some it said that sometimes he was there for months and then sometimes he'd be in a section for a day and they'd be like okay we're moving on to the next thing and when you understand your greater purpose is knowing God and making him known then when God changes the assignment you're okay and again going yeah. back to where we've been in the season People are like, okay, I I saw a woman who said that she lost thousands, tens of thousands of dollars because South by Southwest got canceled. I saw people who were talking about, you know, they've lost jobs, people who have lost loved ones. If your purpose was in that person or in that position Mm -hmm. or in that platform, then when stuff blows up like it has, then what do you have? And if you understand that, oh, wait, that wasn't my purpose. That was just an assignment and the assignment has changed, then you're able to flow with God and you're able to it's, it's honestly really freeing because you're not constantly like, well, this is what I thought this was supposed to look like. And I, you know, you can't, 
you're constantly walking around in life with your hands like tucked and like okay mm-hmm. i can't i can't let go of this you can't be flexible you have to think about holy spirit literally holy spirit it flows it, it, it it's right. free and so if we're trying to operate by the spirit then we have to be willing to say okay thought that's where we were headed but i guess like you said we we hook in the left here and so i'll figure that out and one thing yeah. i love about mike todd he talks about all the time he said if god gives you a vision and you achieve that vision then get a new vision you don't stop there but it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with if god gives you a vision and the vision changes just say hey god what's the new vision like everybody came into 2020 2020 the year of vision and now people like okay i feel like the veil's been put over my eyes so maybe this was the year (laughs) of vision i'm not understanding and i know that even for me there were some things i was planning on doing and god shut most of those things down so i i Mm -hmm. spent the past couple days i said okay god so clearly what I thought was going to happen is not happening so you tell me what you want me to focus on and I feel like he gave me very clear instructions but you have to be willing to be flexible because if you're not Mm -hmm. and I can say y'all and y'all know I've shared my my testimony of how I went to the hospital the beginning of March and and it just felt like I was having a panic attack because I didn't even I never had a panic attack though before now I'm like oh yeah I could see how that was a panic attack or I've heard of anxiety attacks before and part of that was me holding on so tightly to just different things of how I thought my life should look right now. And okay, this we're, we're still in the same place financially. We're still this, we're still that. And God's like, okay, but I'm still moving. Yeah. Things are still like, things are still happening. And I think sometimes we can get so bogged down and feel like, oh man, God, I'm still in the same situation I've been in since 2018. And if you're honest with yourself, if you really sit down, you've changed. Your mm-hmm. desires have changed. Your appetite may have changed. You may look a little bit different. And that's why I, I think that's one thing I really like about this season that we're in is I've seen so many people posting, you know, like throwback Thursdays or, or just posting things and like, wow, three years ago, I was saying that I wanted to move to this new city and now I actually live here because we it, it, yeah. it's allowed us to sit back and say, God, you have been answering my prayers this whole time. I've just been going, 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 not re- recognizing that you've been on the move this entire time and I haven't been able to see it. Yeah, um, I I couldn't agree more. I think um, it's so funny. Everything you're saying is reiterating. The Lord has been screaming at me these past few days, like screaming at me. I'm like, okay, Lord, you can bring it down a bit. Like, I get it. I can hear you. You know, like this thing's on. Just you, you know, the, turn the microphone down. Um, but that actually was something I just read in a book, and I forget how she phrased it. Um, this book that I'm reading, but it was very similar to the the thought was you know, we're so, we think that pain is, is what hurts us. And it's like, or like, whatever we're going through, the circumstances, what hurts us. And it's not the circumstances, it's our, the view that we've taken about the circumstance. It is the idea that, like you said, when something changes, we're still holding on to it. And that's where the pain comes from. It's holding on to the whatever it is that we have, that we, you know, we refuse to release. But when we understand that, things flow, things change, things evolve, the more we're able to release that, the easier and the, and the better that feels. It, you, you, there's, there's almost beauty in the pain because it, pain changes you. Like, you know, you, and I, the, uh, you know, you better description than I am, but the idea of like, out of darkness comes the light or, you know, like those things, you know, that if you're in this space, the, the better half of whatever you're going to experience is coming. And so if you look at it from that perspective, so if you've lost the job, you've lost a loved one, you know, you've lost the dream, the whatever those things are, 
it's not, it wasn't to just, you know, to harm you. I think, like you said, we talked offline about having this idea of misconception, holding on to the idea that God was, you know, his idea is not to like prosper us. He wants to harm us. But that's, that's not God. And I, I'm trying to do a better job of taking inventory of my thoughts and, you know, truly taking every thought captive. Because once I realize, like, when I think about what I'm thinking, I realize, you know, that you can shift those thoughts and you can shift those perspectives because I think so much about life is choosing the right perspective, you know, like life is painful. Like it, it is, you go through these things. Now, if, if they're telling you, that's something else that she said in the book. She's like, if they're telling you, um, if anybody tells you life is not, you know, it's all happiness, they're selling you something like that's basically like, cause that's really what it is. Like life, you go through things. There's a lot of things that you experience that, the adversity and the trouble and all those things, that stuff was guaranteed to us, but how we handle it and how we use that to, you know, pivot us and to, to reshape us and to reform us and not to, to take us down a notch or to whatever, but to, to use that to build us up into these new creatures, these new, to be more like Christ, you know, he suffered. And so it's like, you know, I, this, it's hard to, to look at it like that all the time, but there's privilege in that suffering. It's like, he cares enough to take us through this because he wants us to be more like him. And like, who doesn't want to be more like Christ? Like as a believer, that is your goal. Like that is, that is the high point of life is like, I'm becoming more and more like him. And so if you can look at every circumstance like that, if you can look at every opportunity, miss, miss, quote unquote, missed opportunity or every no that you get or every rejection or every, you know, failed relationship or whatever, it in the root of it is drawing you closer to him and to be more like him. Like that is, that's it. There's nothing else to it beyond that. So um, yeah, I totally, totally agree. I think that there's a huge, um, I don't think we talk about that enough as a church. You know, we talk about the, the fire and the brimstone and there's all the, you know, pray and be happy and, you know, you can make it through, but, house way you know it's like you just endure and it's like okay what does endure really look like like what does that what does making it through the storm and it it is sometimes it's a moment by moment thing like I can't say that I, I'm the first you know I've called you crying about all all the things that I like oh, I don't know what's going on and where I'm at and I can't hear it and he's like girl will you be still and just know like be still and know that's really what it is but I think um yeah, you when when you think about how to do that, it is truly taking every thought captive and understanding what you're thinking and anything that is talking about wanting to harm you or that that's a negative understanding of who you are, that I'm a failure, that I'm whatever, that is not of God. And you need to replace those thoughts with thoughts that, you know, that are scripturally based, that what God truly says about you. If it's anything like that, anything negative like that, that's not God. And and you can like that is not God they ain't know like what well, could be maybe no, it's, it's not and so you need to be able to replace those things and that's why they tell you to stay in the word so that you can combat those thoughts and those um negative that negative self-talk which I still suffer from and and struggle with at times um depending on the season but I I'm working hard to replace those thoughts and being conscious of it it does, does require to you it does require you to be more present. Sometimes we can be real passive in, in our day-to-day, you know, we can be busying ourselves and, 
our schedules and our kids and our relationships and our careers and all these things that we don't even slow down enough to understand that we have to remove some stuff to be able to hear from him and to, and to hear ourselves because otherwise we just we're taking it all in all this messaging and the social media and all these things and telling us who we are and who we aren't and what we need to do and do more of and be and be more of uh, but truthfully when you slow down enough to to recognize what you're taking in and hearing and repeating on a daily basis so much of that is not of God it's not and once you start filtering that stuff out and throwing out the junk it's like a cloud lift. It's like, what? That ain't, this is not even, how did I get here? And I had, I've had a few of those moments, you know, because again, depending on the season, sometimes things start picking up and you adding on things. And it's like, I'm back to where I was before. But, you know, I, I love what, like you said, Transformation Church, Mike Todd is always talking about repenting. Just repenting is literally just turning and going the other way. So it's not this big drawn out, like, stress me over the cross and you know lord make me suffer to get that it's literally making the decision to turn and go the other way so i'm not going to have that thought i'm replacing that with this i'm going and you can do that on a daily basis from moment to moment basis but you have to be conscious of it you can't be moving so much and filling your life with so much that you don't slow down enough to take inventory of what you're taking in um and what you're what you're doing does that make sense absolutely and you just you know, I'm, I, it's it's weird, but, but tears are welling up in my eyes as you're talking because I think that someone's really going to be freed by a lot of the things that you said. And I just know that for me, um, and we talked about this offline as well, self-sabotage has been kind of my methodology lately where I am, it, I, I have been like, okay, I'm going to go harder. I'm going to do more. I'm just going to do, and God's like, but I don't that's not what I want you know and 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 it shows how much we don't understand about God like that's what mm. I'm uh, that's what's blowing my mind right now is how little I know about God actually you know like mm. I'm like okay God I thought I knew you but as I'm as you're showing me more of yourself I'm realizing how much I don't know anything about you that I, I've yeah. been painting you I've been painting this image of you in my head of someone who wants me to yes like yes I know scripture says die to yourself daily yes but you're talking about dying to the things that don't serve me right and even the those poor thoughts like that's part of what you're talking about the dying and I'm just like I'm just like trying to do an actual death I'm like Lord I'm just gonna keep going hard and I'm gonna stress myself out and I'm gonna keep fasting y'all know I'm always talking about that I'm gonna just fast until I'm just wither away because you said to die and I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna die for you and he's just like bruh like you He's like, I don't even know where to begin with anything mm. you just said, you know, and I think there are people who are listening to this who you are working yourself into a tizzy, you are working yourself into a hospital bed, you are working yourself into a mental asylum because you feel like that's what God expects from you. You feel like that's what he requires from you. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with how we were raised. If, if you had the family that applauded you for the great good, the good grades, and you're constantly working to get that applause from God. And he just doesn't work like that. He's just not, I mean, is he proud when you do things that, that, that serve him? Yes. But he's, he doesn't love you more or less on, on the day where you are doing everything for him or the day you're doing nothing for him. He loves you the same and um I honor the Sabbath and I know you know that Jess I honor the Sabbath every Friday I don't do any work and a few weeks ago God 
you know, how you just kind of going through your day and guys like, hey, let's talk. And you're like, oh, hey, sure, let's talk. And, and so he said, he said, Bree, you know why I have you honor the Sabbath on Fridays? And I was like, no. He said, because I need you to know that I'm just as proud of you when you're sitting on the floor eating, you know, Cheez-Its and watching Sesame Street with your children as I am on the days where you're on a platform and you're sharing the gospel and you're like it's not about what you do for me because at the end of the day baby if we're gonna be for real for real there's nothing you can really do for me you know like you can live your life for me but if you didn't do anything my gospel is still gonna go forth like my message is still gonna go forth and not from a hey I don't need you girl you nothing type Mm -hmm. situation but just I need you to to be free. I need you to understand that this is not, I'm not trying to get anything out of you. And I think that that's what so many people need to know. And even if someone's listening to this and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, because you're like, oh, he requires too much. I need you guys to know God doesn't need us. He wants us, but he doesn't need us. He wants to have fellowship with us. That's literally scripture says in John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved the world. He loved the world, so he gave. He loved, yeah. so he gave. He's not, it's not a, for God so needed the world that he gave mm-hmm. his only, or for God so was desperate for the world. Like he, he just wants a relationship with us. And so when we get to that place where we understand God doesn't actually need anything from me, it, it releases us to really be able to enjoy that fellowship and to be able to operate and to be able to flow with him. Because again, y'all, y'all know I go hard in the paint for Christ and, and I'm always going to go hard. Cause it's like, okay, if you go hard before you met Christ, you're going to go hard after you. he doesn't change the, the, exterior so one of my sisters in christ gave the example of a fixture upper like they they might paint it and stuff and put some plants in but the bones are still there it's still the same house it's just they change yeah. the interior and so it's the same thing with god the things you might have used before god or done before god he's gonna have you do those but now he's gonna have you do those for him and so you know i i i, I appreciate my zeal for god but even scripture mm-hmm. says zeal without knowledge is not good and the one who acts hastily sins and there i know Listen. that there have been so many things where i've been like oh, i'm gonna do it for jesus <laughs> like scripture talks about for god and for gideon and god's like <laughs> please stop putting my name you know we talked about the please stop putting my name on stuff that i ain't got nothing to do with um but i think that when you take a moment to be still, and like you said, get away from that busyness, you're able to just sit in his presence and realize, oh, wait, you just love me. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I had such an amazing time of devotion this morning, and I know I shared that with you, but I mean, I just sat and journaled and just sat. And I wasn't like, okay, I need this for the podcast. Okay, I got a blog post I need to post, and I got to do this Instagram live. I, was like, I just sat, and and for people who are in ministry, I think that there's that battle of, okay, how much am I doing just because I want to spend time at Jesus' feet? And then how much am I doing because I got to preach a word on Sunday or I got to do this or I got to send out my weekly email. And even as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't send out my weekly email this week. But okay. <laughs> you know, because, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and I was talking with someone else about this, you know, if you, if you are in a relationship with somebody and you guys do a ton of stuff together, but you never talk, mm-hmm. do you have a quality relationship? Or if you have yeah. a child and you're always, you're taking them to Six Flags and you're taking them to Disney World, once things are open back up and you're taking them to the park and you're, you're doing all that, but you never actually talk to them, do you have a good relationship with them? Because I think that, again, going back to how we were raised, some people feel like activity is love. And God's like, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. And before we can even sit down, you're like, okay, God, I got to go do this thing for you. So hope you're, everything's good here. Bye-bye. And he's like, yeah. 
good morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hope you have a good day, honey. You know? Yeah. And I just, I, I think it's important for us to make sure that we can always slow down and that we're not so tied to our quote unquote purpose that we're like, okay, God, I would do this, but I gotta, he's like, okay, so you're, you can't talk to me because of the job that I gave you, or you can't talk right. to me because of the husband I gave you, the child, the the business partnership oh you too because the thing i gave you you're too busy to put that thing down just to talk to me for a second okay and what's so yeah. amazing about god is more often than not and yes in some cases he will take that thing away or, or require it of you but more often than not he'll just kind of sit back and be like hey i'm mm -hmm. still here whenever you want to talk i'm here and i love that about him i love like you said with the with their opinion he's just like hey, Oh, you're back! Yay! Let's talk. You know, it's not a because you know how we be. Oh, mm. right. Oh, you, oh, you want to come back now? Oh, look you want to talk? Oh, you that... crying? You been crying? Yeah, yes. I bet you been crying. I bet you. You been know crying. what? That is the thing. That is something else that I have had to train myself to like to unlearn, if 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 at all possible, is that voice that we give God. Like we do it jokingly sometimes and we'd be like, you know, in, in conversations, I know with my friends all the time, we're like, girl, God probably looking at me like, girl, sit, sit down somewhere. You ain't no good. You know, and it's like, that is not at all how the Lord talks. And we, we say it jokingly, but we, in our heart, we actually mean that. We think that God is looking at us up crazy or upside our head or you know, telling like I told you so. That's not God. That that is not God. And I that's I, a black mama. That's what that. That is. exactly. We didn't turn God into the black mama. And like that's not who He is. He is not like us. And I think it's so hard for us to fathom that somebody would love us in such a pure way. Like it's 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 unfathomable. Like we are like, you don't want nothing from me. You just want me to sit here. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to earn a single thing. I don't literally don't have to do anything, but just be here. And you not expecting nothing. You are content with that. Like, be like, nah, bro. Nobody does that. But it that is who he is. And it takes me back to um, I was in a really really dark season like two summers ago. Um, and it was like it was. I mean, it was just dark. Like I was going through a lot and. I, I was, I was going through, but, uh, some point during that time, I was led to, um, the series that Mike Todd did, Grace Like a Flood, and it's actually what, like, catapulted me into making the decision to get rebaptized because I finally understood what it was to be loved by God and how he, and, and in the pure and just un- ashamed on yielding un, like all of the it was I mean it broke me down like I have never in my life been loved anywhere anywhere close to the way God loves me and to be to think of that on a daily basis is it can it can take you out like it's overwhelming like you know like we get so caught but like to be that aware of a love so pure is like it's it's mind-blowing it really is and that is the view of God that I want to keep on a daily basis I don't want to make him I don't want to we humanize him too much you know like I think 
and because we start to trick our minds and thinking like, oh, he just one of us. Like he don't want nothing. He always asks me to do something. He wants me to give up everything. And you know, it's like, no, that's what people do. That's what people that don't know and broken people that have been broken and continue to break other people. Like that's what they do. That's not who God is. He loves us so, you know, unconditionally. Like I, 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 as a parent, can't even equate the love that I have for my child in that way because I still lose my patience you know what I mean like there it's just it just not there's nothing that compares that to that so yeah I love that I love um just the idea of who he is and what he means and what he wants and doesn't need from us he doesn't call us to do anything but to just be in his presence and listen and you know um <sighs> You know, how, how easy is that? You know, how difficult, because we make it more difficult because we've added so much to our plate, but like, it really is just that simple. The other day, like I, I have these moments where when I've stacked my day, because I didn't just, I didn't consult God when I was making my schedule for the week. And I'm like, I got 10 meetings today. How did I do this? And I wake up like with this anxiety. Like I'm literally like hyperventilating in the morning. Like I cannot, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And God, I, like, I have to pause on my like, Lord. I need you to be here in this moment just to be, and I'm like, I got to be in this meeting about 10 minutes though, Lord. So, you know, he's like, girl, if, if I, if I have brought you this far, you don't think I can organize this day. That literally happened on Monday. And there was, we were actually supposed to do the recording of this podcast on Monday. Girl, that day was so stacked. I had that time with God this morning. I was like, I needed this to get through this day. As soon as I came up out of that, you had texted and was like, hey, uh, can we reschedule? I was like, look at the Lord. He did, we, re- we rescheduled the meeting that the first meeting that I was supposed to have got pushed back. And then another meeting got canceled. So it left room for another space for me to have a longer conversation. It was just all of these things that got, that got worked out where I was about to hit the ground running because I'm like, my day is full, Lord. I ain't got time for you this morning. Be with me, you know, whatever. But he had me pause and was like, what are you doing? I'm the, I'm the ruler of this day. You know, like I've made everything in this day. I know how this is going to go. You need to sit with me. And I think we're so, we're so much more consumed with letting other people down than letting God down. And really he's the one that can fix it all. Like he'll never let us down. Why would we not depend or look to him more than we would look to someone else? Like imagine, I can't even imagine what that day would have looked like. And, and that was a start. That was a Monday. That was a start of my week. And I would have took that and like, see, this is what I'm doing. And that would have took me down a spiral of, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I'm making all these poor decisions and I ain't sleeping well and I ain't eating right. And I'm fat and I'm missing, you know, down the rabbit trail of thoughts because I made that one mistake of not doing that and or like whatever and or what I claim is a mistake instead of just pausing and saying God I look what I did I need your help sit with me give me some patience some peace about this day and it wasn't even about like asking him to change and rearrange my day I really just wanted to sit with him like I knew I needed something I didn't know what I needed but I knew I needed it to come from him and so I just sat we I it was nothing to do with my day I read a few scriptures I prayed I talked to him about things I was concerned with. And when I came and, and out of that, he had just, he worked it out. And so I, if, if there's anything that I can recommend to anybody is that if you've done yourself, like how, you, how I do myself regularly, is take that time to pause. Like, even if you feel like you're going to be late to that meeting, I promise you, God will work things. He works it out every time. There's never been a time where I'm like, if I don't pause, he gonna, you know, I'm gonna fail and all this stuff. 
something ends up working out. Like there's never been a time where it didn't work out. Sis, I was cracking up. I've, I've started putting <laughs> myself on. So for y'all who are like, dang, Bree's more silent than normal. I started putting myself on mute a couple interviews ago because there was one woman I interviewed. I can't remember which interview it was, but I, the whole time she's talking, I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can barely hear her. So I just started to, I made an executive decision to put myself on mute when my guests are speaking so that y'all can actually hear their responses. Cause even as Jess was talking, I'm over here cracking up and y'all wouldn't have been able to hear a word she said. Mm-hmm. That she is said. funny. And I'm <laughs> watching you and I'm like, looking at you, I'm like, look at her laughing silently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was cracking when you said, Lord, be with me. I'm, I gotta go with me. Like, <laughs> that's really how we treat God. And you know what's so mm-hmm. amazing, though, is that some days he is. He's just with us. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. this was not poor. This was poorly executed. <laughs> but you at least tried to kind of semi-acknowledge me. And right. so here. Um, and I just love that. And I love that you so much of what you said just brought back to the thought that God's been giving me this week is stop trying to put me in a box. Stop trying Mm. to check me off of your day. Okay. Spend time with God. Check, you know, breakfast, check, check, check. And today, uh, this last night I said, God, I don't want to get up early tomorrow. I want to sleep in. I'm like, you know, I just (laughs) say you give me the desires of my heart. I listen, this is a desire that I have. And, and I was straight up with him. I was like, I don't even know if that's right. I don't know if that's wrong or right, but I don't want (laughs) to, I just want to sleep in. And what was so beautiful is that I was able to sleep in and sleeping in for me looks like 637 was able to sleep in. And I still had some amazing quiet time with him. And he's like, you know, I just, it's like, okay, Bree, if you get up and spend time with me at 5 a.m., 7 a.m., 12 noon, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to be there. I'm always there yeah. with you. And it gave me such peace because, you know, I think it's really easy to get even, you, you can be on one extreme of, hey, I just do what I want and I don't talk to God at all. And you can be on the other extreme of, okay, I don't like, yes, don't make a move without God, but where you're just like, so you're such, you're so reserved. Like, okay, well, I I can't, I can't be even five minutes later. I'm so exhausted. Mm -hmm. Going back to that martyr spirit of like, I'm exhausted, Lord. I'm, you know, but I'm gonna get up at 5 a.m. because I know that's what you want. He's like, girl, you went to bed at two. Go to sleep. Just, just sleep. It's fine. Like, I'll, we'll work it out. And this morning, Worked it out where I was able to get up. I had my quiet time. My sons were already up, but, and Jaden came down and was like, good morning, mommy. And I said, baby, can you go back upstairs? And my husband, (laughs) listen, I was just real. I said, mommy wants to have her quiet time. So can you go back upstairs and uh, mommy's going to have her quiet time and then we'll start our day together. And he said, okay. And then he said, snack. So so which showed me he was not acknowledging anything I said. Then eventually my husband was like, Jaden, come upstairs. And they were upstairs together in in my boy's room for like an hour and a half and I was able to just have this peaceful beautiful time and normally I have my quiet time in the closet in my prayer closet which you know it's always good to be in your prayer closet but we have so many windows in our house and so I was able to just Mm -hmm. be out and sit at my desk with sunlight I'm just like Lord this is yes this is it Lord this is it and it is you know I think it's just it's just good to see that God is always with us. And again, I know for me, sometimes I'm so much in a routine and people who know me, especially, you know, entrepreneurship, I'm like, you gotta have a schedule, you gotta do this, you need to start at this time. And 
to be able to break my own rules sometimes is really nice to say, girl, we gonna sleep in and we're gonna, and we're still, but we're still going to speak to God. That's still how we're gonna yeah. start our day. I'm not gonna say, okay, well, God, I'm, you you and I meet from five to seven, so it's 7.30, so I'm gonna just go with what I would normally be doing at 7.30. No, whatever day, whatever time I wake up, I'm still starting with God. And, 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 and on, even on the days where I've slept in on accident, like he gives me, it may be 30 minutes together, but he gives me just what I need to get through the day. And so I just yeah. hope that any, somebody who's listening to this will be encouraged and say, okay, wow, maybe I'll explore what that looks like because I know that God will grace us for the seasons that we're in. And so if you feel like the grace has run out where one season you could get up at five every morning mm-hmm. or one season you could run three miles every day and now you can't like you don't need to punish yourself like oh, okay but i'm gonna do it and die. okay but if you're not grace for it then you're operating not by holy spirit but you're trying to operate in your own strength which opens up a whole nother can of worms and then you start okay. resenting god and be like well why do you have me do this and then you find out god didn't even tell you to do that in the beginning with and then you start being <laughs> like oh i guess i don't even hear from god and god's like chill girl just turn around like you said repent do something different but yeah. it's just so important y'all to flow with God. I feel like if you don't get anything else from today's episode, that's a big key is flow with God. And another thing that you said was just talking about pausing, like there's power in your pause. There is power in your mm-hmm. pause. There's a reason why God orchestrated the Sabbath. If you are a busy person, because at the end of the day, just like you said, pain is a part of life. Listen, busyness, sometimes it's like, no, I'm not doing the most. Like, this is just my life. Like one mm-hmm. of my sisters in Christ, she has four children. Um, and she has, she has one that's biological and she has adopted three and she laid out their schedule. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and say, well, we, what you should do is, and I was like, I, I got nothing. You really do have a busy schedule. Some people say they're busy and you not, yeah. you got fluff, but I'm busy. like, no, right. your day starts at six and you literally go to like 10 PM and it's not even frivolous stuff. It's, it's homework. Yeah. It's, it's, it's violin class. It's soccer. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, okay. So it's not, we understand and God understands that life gets busy and some of the things that your busyness is like stuff he's put on your plate. So it's not to say, okay, I'm just going to knock all this stuff off my plate and I'm just going to spend all my hours with God. And I looked at something and I need to send it to you too, Jess, but I I saw something last week, a, a sister in Christ sent it to me. And it was talking about scripture and it was saying how, you know, you never read about a woman going up to the mountain to pray. Like you read about mm. Moses and Abraham and all these men who go up to the mountain to pray. And they're like, why is, why aren't there women who go up to the mountain to pray? And God knew that the women were taking care of their homes mm. and they were, and they were, they were taking care of their children and they were making sure the fort was good at home. So husband could go to the mountain. Yeah. So it says, if you read scripture, God meets them where they are. Like literally um, they were talking about Mary and how, she was going through the the routine of okay, I need to to get Jesus' body ready. I need to to you know cover him. And yeah. Jesus met her there. She was going through her day to day chores, day to day routine, day to day checklist, and God met her there. So don't feel like okay, I'm off today, and God, you know, I, I, or I am super busy today. God can't talk to me. He will talk to you in that 15 minute route to picking up your child from school. He will talk to you while you're at the grocery store. He'll talk to you through yeah. a podcast episode. He'll just, you might be sitting at your desk and he may just give you a revelation. Like I said, when I, when he told me that thing about uh, how he loves me, if I'm wa- eating a snack with my children or, or working on a podcast episode, I was just in the kitchen making a sandwich. And he's like, Hey, yeah, 
hey, good to see you, babe. Uh, I just wanted to tell you this little thing. And that's what you like, let you know that I love you. Like, that's how magnificent that God is. And so if you feel like he can only meet you in your prayer closet, he can only meet you here. And y'all, do not take this as an excuse to not spend time with God. That's not what I'm right. saying, but I'm saying, do not feel like, okay, I can only meet him there. And if I do have a shorter quiet time with him in the morning, he's disappointed or he can't talk to me anymore because he's confined to the four walls of my prayer closet. He can talk to you wherever you are. As long as you say, just like you did, Hey God, can you just be with me today? You'll be surprised. Yeah. Just the peace that surpasses all understanding that will literally come in like a flood, like you said, and you'll just feel his presence. And, 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 and it's not about even about, Hey, God, go before me, help me to recognize that you're already everywhere. I'm going to go today. You're already in the mm -hmm. meeting. You know what the, the outcome is going to be. And so help me to trust you and trust your timing and trust that you're with me. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I love the idea of not even just Lord be with me, but you're seeking him. Like you go into every, if you're going into every situation, seeking him, you will find him like it's and, and I think that's the important thing because it's not about you know somebody get and I, again I've already said don't humanize God but I, I do love this analogy of the idea of like building a relationship you dating somebody and like the only time you talk to him is like when you got time like that ain't you know that's somebody that you want to be with but like you don't ever spend the time with them so when I think about God in that way or just like what it means to cultivate a healthy relationship with someone it requires time and it may not always be where i got you know two hours in a day to, to talk with you but you know i'm gonna shoot you a text throughout the day to say hey i'm thinking about you or i'm gonna spend some time you know a few minutes in between like meetings and just talk with you or call you or you know at night before i go to bed i want to talk that you know like i want to talk to you, those kinds of things when you're making that kind of time and you're excited about seeking him he shows up and that's that to me is the key because it's not always about be with me and then like we do we put all the work on god we be like be with me lord you know what i gotta do and so show up you know whatever but like the idea is to seek him and you'll find him like you need to be going to this meeting like lord i know you're already here show yourself to me like in this in this time like somebody will like you said somebody will say something or i'll be watching something on you know, TV and a show I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that was a lot, you know, like you have to be cognizant of him at all times because he is everywhere. The people that say like, I don't hear him or whatever. It's because we put the work on God. We've said, hey, show up because I don't see you. Like basically prove yourself to me. And it's like, God's like, I don't need to prove myself. Like you need to seek me. And I, that, that's how this works. Like you seek me and I show up, you know, um, just like with salvation, like it's a gift, but you have to accept it. Like, it's not about me forcing it on you. Like he wants you to choose him. And he gives that, that's why he gives us free will because there's nothing like, you know, like imagine wanting to be married, but like somebody, you know what I mean? Like being chosen, like with the, I think that's what part of why women, single women, like one of the, the wonders, the excitement of somebody choosing to be with you, you know, like choosing to spend the rest of their life with you. Imagine if like, you're like, I guess I'm here. Like, all right. I, you know, like showing up to the wedding day, like I, we, is this what we doing? Okay, great. You know, like that's not how you want your spouse to show up. So why would you show up like that to God? Like prove you like, that's not how this works. I want somebody that's excited to, to see me and be me. And that's how God wants us to be. He wants to 
you to be here and because that's that's where the fruit like not even say where the fruitfulness comes from but that's where the abundance and the overflow comes from is that relationship that connection that you have that you know like the, you see the people that is like relationships goals and all of that kind of stuff but that's all worldly stuff imagine having a, a relationship with god that just it overflows into every other thing that you're doing you know like from work and to relationship with your families and all those different things the other day I was journaling um and God brought to me like that when I am obedient to whatever he's calling me to do whether that's to sit down with him whether that's to make this decision or release this or whatever like that is tied somebody else's deliverance my obedience is tied to other people's deliverance and I was telling my mom something it was a, um the other day God answered a prayer for me and I called her and I was like so this is what happened this is the answer and she burst into tears and it kind of annoyed me because I was like girl what this is my this was my prayer like you know but and I was like what are you crying and she's like I am because this is something that I've been praying for you. I had no idea that she'd been praying about this for me, but she's like, I've been praying about this for you. But imagine if I hadn't made the decision, like she'd still be in this angst and this anxiety or whatever, this worry of, I want this to happen for her. And then like, for me to be able to give her that, the prayer, the answer prayer that God answered for me, but like from that, she can see the goodness of God. And so it's like, you never know what your obedience is tied to who your obedience is tied to and a part of of your relationship with god needs to be making the time for him and, and being obedient in that way and it doesn't always like you said doesn't always look the same but the point is to seek him when you seek him you'll understand when you need to make that time when it you know you got the time you know what the right season is for you to be getting up at four o'clock in the morning i was doing that for a while and it was like the best but like you said when the season shifted and I couldn't do that, I was no longer grace for that. Like I, I was beating myself up. I'm like, I used to do this all the time. And I was crying and like feeling like I was this bad Christian because I can no longer get up and like, it was, it was hard. And I was like, you just ain't trying hard enough. You know, you was better before, like all of these things you go within your mind. But the truth is I was no longer grace for that. And I had to figure out what my new season looked like. My new season looked like, okay, when I get up at this time and I got these 30 minutes I'm going to spend, but I'm going to continue to seek him throughout the day. And he's talking to me now more than he did back then in random situations, like conversations with people or music or those kinds of things. So I'm still getting that, but that's because I'm seeking him and, and all that I'm doing. So. Yeah, that's so good. And I, again, I, I, I just hope someone listening to this will experience that freedom because scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so if you're walking mm. around feeling bound and chained and literally if you guys, if you look at scripture, it talks about not submitting again to the yoke of slavery. God is talking to the Pharisees and he's talking about how, you know, he's, he says, come to me all who are heavy and uh, weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so he's talking about the yoke, literally thinking about being uh like hooked onto something and he's talking about all the religious rules that they've had to keep up until this point mm -hmm. he's like hey when you get jesus when you get me like you don't have that heavy yoke that you're feeling all the time and 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 y'all i understand like 
some of this is what we've been passed down. This is what faith mm-hmm. has looked like for our parents. And again, I don't want y'all being, because people can take stuff and run with it and make it and all this extra stuff. Oh, well, Bree said that. <laughs> I don't have to go to church because that's the yoke. And I mm-hmm. don't know. Scripture also says, do not forsake the gathering together of believers. So you do need yeah. to be with the church body. You do need to be in fellowship with other believers. And scripture says, uh, the one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires and acts against all sound ju- sound judgment. So if you're isolating yourself from God and from other people, then you're probably going to do some stuff you don't need to do. You're going to pursue selfish desires and then be like, oh, I don't know how this happened to me. So I'm not saying don't do that. But y'all, if you're getting to a place where you, you're, you don't even enjoy spending time with God anymore, where it just feels like a chore, then you really need to take a step back and say, okay, where did this shift? Because if you have been in God, you can always go back to a point. And I'll do that on a regular basis. I do a weekly check-in and say, okay, when's the last time I felt like I really felt God? And mm-hmm. it may be this morning. And I'm like, okay, cool. We good. But if, if I notice it's been some days, I'm like, okay, wait, some needs to change. I will do a technology detox in a heartbeat. I will turn off my social media i will not watch tv i will i i i have shared i think i've shared with y'all i'm fasting from fasting so i'm not fasting in this season because i've done <laughs> what was like fasting for two years and if y'all think i'm exaggerating you can ask my husband for two years straight was fasting from one thing or another and so Lord. it yeah it was a lot but uh, i was grace for it right but mm-hmm. you know if you feel like it, your relationship with god is not even enjoyable anymore then take ask him to take you back. Like scripture talks about going back to your first love. I mean, you think about when, like you said, not humanizing God, but just thinking about it in ways we can understand. And that's why he sent Jesus because he knew we couldn't understand the fullness of God. So he's like, Hey, let me give you this representation of me. If you are in a relationship and you love each other so much, and then things get dry, you start doing the things you used to do. Like, Oh, wait, we used to play, we used to have game night, like, let's do game mm-hmm. night again, and, or, you know, we used to watch movies together, we used to watch, my, my husband and I, one of the first things we used to watch together when we were dating, we watched Phineas and Ferb, don't know why, but that's what we watched, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb all the time, I think Phineas and Ferb was on in the background, we had our first kiss, like, you know, just, uh. I can think, I can specifically <laughs> think of that, and so, um, you think about those things you used to do at first. And the scripture says that in Revelation, that go back and do those things you used to do at first. And for some of you, it may look like, oh, wait, I did used to wake up at four and then I stopped because I just got lazy or just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Or maybe it was it was gone for a season and now maybe God is gracing you for it again, but you haven't tried it because you're like, oh, I tried that and I failed. You know, mm-hmm. just tr- be willing to flow with him as we've talked about this whole time and see, okay, do I need to get up earlier? Do I need to get up later do I need to stay up later because for some people who are you just know you if you wake up you're gonna be falling back asleep okay well maybe you spent 30 minutes in your evening after you put your children to bed or after your you know your spouse goes to work if they work the evening shift whatever it is and get back to him because y'all literally like just said scripture says if you seek me you will find me if you search for me with all your heart he's not trying to hide himself from you he's not like nope i'm not over there nope i'm not over there he wants to be found by you but you gotta at least do some look and you gotta at least be like hey god are you behind this curtain? like look for him and he will willingly show himself to you so I hope that this episode was so helpful for you guys. I know it blessed me. Uh, Y'all have heard me say countless times that these episodes always feel like therapy sessions because I'm like, yes, this is so good. I'm always taking notes while I'm listening. Just things for me to remember for myself. And so, um, Jess, I want to thank you for being a guest, of course. Thank you. Um, This is awesome. Yeah. And and I want to to let our listeners know how they can stay connected with you. 
Oh, um, <laughs> I guess I should have known that. So you can follow me um, on Instagram. My uh, handle is J Nicole the Creative, uh, the letter J N I C O L E the Creative, um, and. My website's not up right now, so that's probably the best way to contact me. Um, my email, if you have questions or, or want to learn more about what I do or services that I offer when it comes to um, content strategy, um, developing your brand story, um, putting together like any kind of marketing plans, um, events, event planning for things like that uh, for your business or your company, designing them to meet the needs of your audience and reaching people, um, expanding your reach in that way. Uh, you can email me at jessica at jnicole-creative.com. Awesome. And Jess is also one of the teachers in our Activate community. And she's teaching yeah. a class on how to tell your brand story. So if you guys have not signed up for Activate, what are you doing? I literally talk about it every week. Yes, keep sign talking up. about it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, no, but it's an online learning platform for women of faith and business. And yeah, so that's another way you can connect with her as well. And I'll be sure to uh, put a link to your Instagram and then I'll put your email in the show notes so people can stay connected with you because guys, Jess is such a awesome person and you know you just she just lights up your life like when she walks into a room it's like oh my gosh it's the sunshine look, look it's her so <laughs> yeah um thank you again for being a guest this was an amazing conversation and i know it's going to help so many people and you guys if this was helpful for you leave us a review for sure um and then share it with somebody because i mean we're talking about stories and sharing stories and y'all know how i feel about revelation 12 it says the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so share this testimony with somebody if it was helpful for you and and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey there, Purpose Peeps. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you are looking to increase your impact, strengthen your brand message, and scale your business, I hope that you will join the Activate community. Activate is an online learning platform providing accountability and support for women of faith in business. And we do monthly workshops. We have master classes. We do tutorials on various things that might help you with your productivity. And so if you're interested in that, make sure you go to blackgirlsofpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate, and you'll get your first two weeks for free.